Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Night Light. Step away from the mainstream and gather around as we enlighten the world and our realities and travel this cosmic journey we call life. Join us as we share with you and provide that beacon that can guide us all to a better way. Explore with us as we examine a metaphysical montage of spiritual insights covering everything from the mundane to the magical, UFOs to unicorns, and everything in between. This is a time of awakening, of sharing and evolving, of spreading our wings and soaring on the cosmic breath of creation. Come and join with other light-minded spirits as we weave our lights together to seek understanding, enlightenment, and with a little luck, some wisdom. This is Nightlight, a reminder that you are never alone. everybody and my thanks to Ken Quiethawk for his amazing intro. Please check him out on the internet. He does um, he is a native storyteller and he's got tons and tons of, of um, CDs that, that tell stories of, of the cosmology and the attitudes and the morals of, of their people as they have evolved and grown through time. It's, it's an amazing way of keeping track of history, one that we should pay attention to because books are boring and stories are wonderful and they're remembered. So today I have Tim Walter on and, and he, he is doing something that is absolutely fascinating and amazing and um, I can't tell you how excited I am because he does what he calls house healing and in simple terms it, it is they use dowsing to highlight detrimental aspects that are present in a house or place of work be they geo or electromagnetic interference or natural emanations from underground water flows. They work with a list of over 50 section headings of subtle energy incursions that might be affecting somebody, including the presence of unwelcome ghosts and spirits. They plot these aspects on a floor plan provided by the client using dowsing. All aspects found are then rebalanced using heartfelt focused intent or prayer, and all work is done in alignment with the divine forces of creation. So in this sense, they simply are asking the source, God, or, or whatever term you want to use, for a change to occur. For 30 years, starting in 1983, Tim worked as a successful corporate video writer, director, and producer. However, in the early 2000s, his interest in the stressful deadline-driven corporate world had started to wane because, of his li- because his life had radically changed perspective. The family had moved um, their home in 1998 and discovered they now lived, uh, the house where they lived now contained a ghost. This personality was a delightful, caring soul that the family spoke to using dowsing. She introduced Tim to the concept of earth energy which eventually led him to establish a network of international house healers. These are highly sensitive people who help others by communicating with the overseeing subtle energy fields of their existence. Once aligned with this simple ancient process of focused intention and positive heart resonance, we can ride the waves of great change. This process might be considered reality engineering. It's a spiritual pursuit that seeks to harmonize the seemingly external world through inner practice. It's an amazing process, and it makes perfect sense. And it surprises the daylights out of me that 
that uh, real estate agents on this side of the pond, so to speak, aren't aren't paying attention to this perspective and utilizing it uh, to help make the houses they're trying to sell and or buy um, more accepting and more resonant to to the changes that are coming. So I want to welcome you to the show, Tim. I think I think this process is phenomenal. Um, I've done dowsing, but never to this degree or this level. So, how did you? Yeah. How did you? How did you move dowsing from you know the water witching and stuff? I mean, it's been used for for thousands yeah, of years, yeah. as far as I can tell. How did you move it into this different arena, which it seems perfect for? Yeah, hello, Barbara. Thanks for having me. Um, that's, it, that's, it's a great question. I, I didn't really move it into that arena. It, it, you know, dowsing is, um, is known uh, as uh, the art of find, finding hidden things. So really, uh-huh. um, dowsing can be used for absolutely anything um, in terms of, you know, finding information about things that are not necessarily accessible with the the, the usual senses. Um, uh-huh. So therefore hidden things. So it's an intuitive process. Um, and I mean, even, uh, you know, the most sort of grizzled and uh, grounded uh, water witcher, as you, you just quoted, um, would, you know, agree that it is an intuitive process. There yeah. are varying, you know, uh, sort of theories about the way that dowsing works, but the one that we really kind of latch onto these days is that it is a subconscious process. It's the it's the intuition, the inner self, really um, going into the information field that we're all connected to. There, so we're talking about that that quantum field of interconnected, um, you know, that wonderful field of potential that um, everything arises from. So we're going into that kind of level of awareness, picking out information from that um, uh, uh, field of awareness and bringing it back effectively um, into into the three-dimensional realm. But for the actual energy healing, so for the, the, the house healing to, to take place, to work, to, to help change somebody's um, experience of life, um, obviously the person needs to be in agreement with the whole process whether they know it or not, and we can touch on that a bit more later. But um, we are fundamentally asking the higher realms. We're asking um, what we refer to as the management. Um, we're asking the management to get involved and to affect the change for the person. So that's why we, we refer to it as prayer as well, because it's focused intent, mm-hmm. but the focused intent goes up to the management and, and the management really are in charge of what happens. So um, nothing happens without divine will um, in this instance. So really, in answer to your question, um, I didn't shift anything across in dowsing. Dowsers have been doing this sort of work for a long time. What we've got really is is a very, very structured way of putting it all across into a 21st century way of um, interacting with the subtle energies that we've you know, been a part of for, um, for millennia, really. Well, you know, I've, I've, in my life, I have actually personally bought five different homes. And mm. I always, when realtors were taking me around, I would stand outside a house and I would say, it's not a happy house. I don't want to go in, and I don't want to buy it. And Indeed. It, so, so you know, I got I got looked at strangely a lot. But I must say, <laughs> every home I've bought has been a sanctuary for me. Has opened me and opened to me and welcomed me. Yeah. And so, so you know, I, I know on on some level, I was sensing some of this stuff. Um, and, and that's why. I, like what I said earlier, I don't know why realtors haven't in, in, involved people like you in, in, you know, making houses ready to sell and stuff like that. I mean, oftentimes, but but my big question here is, um, I, I I I understand how, ge- you know, the the geography and the water flowing and all of that does does have a great deal to do with everything and the historical elements that have gone on there, but. Lots of times when houses aren't happy or they are projecting a, a, an unsettled 
feeling. It has to do with the people that are living in it, not really the house. How do you differentiate yeah. from whether it's the people or the house that has the, that has the issue? Yeah, well, that's, that's one of the, you know, the reasons for having the checklist that is subdivided into different sections because um, w- one of the big areas that we look at is, you know, uh, basically when we look into a house, into the space of a house, and we, we can work remotely because it's, uh, the location is not an issue, so we work all over the world. So right. when we look into the space of a house, we're fundamentally starting we start by accessing the the guardian energies of that house and so there's um depending on the way that you're tuned in or not then you can gain quite a lot of information about the the property or about what's happened to the land or about the fabric of the house from that guardian energy personality so that sounds a bit woo well it is very woo woo really uh (laughs) with our current mainstream thinking but actually um we could talk a little bit maybe about some of the science that perhaps is taking place a bit later on but but that any anybody that's sensitive and and you see you're you're sensitive enough to have cottoned on to the fact that you can just pick up um from any of those houses that you visited that you're your intuitive processing of the feeling of the place and the feeling of the space, you, you got it and you trusted it, right? So, oh, yeah. The, so the main thing is that when, we, when we're dousing and we're asking about um, the guardian energy personalities, then that's one specific focus. Then we might move on to, well, are there disincarnate spirits or are there you know toxic what we call toxic lines or are there detrimental earth energy lines or detrimental ley lines these are all kind of different headings and so what we're doing as we douse we're kind of moving the dial across from well okay i'm moving now from ley lines i'm moving now to look for earth energy lines that's a slightly different frequency so it doesn't mean that we have to know the feeling of what we're aiming for but as long as the intention is clear and obviously we're doing all of this work with a, a lovely clear heart focused intention to help and that's what enables us to link to upstairs so as long as we, we've got a nice clear focused intention then we're looking we are attaching to slightly different aspects of information so you know everything um, I mean you are simply a packet of information i am a packet of information everybody listening to this conversation is really a packet of defined information and we call that packet of defined information a person but there are all sorts of packets of defined information that are not people but they are still conscious aspects of our reality or the reality in which we find ourselves and increasingly um you know we talk a lot about this spiritual uh, awakening that seems to be um certainly going around the globe like a like a lovely wave um and it is an amazing time to be alive in that sense where everybody's oh, yeah. reconnecting with their true holistic spiritual selves so uh what we you know what's really what we're really seeing in evidence is the fact that everybody is capable of connecting to these spiritual subtle energies science calls them subtle energies um science doesn't like them but they call them subtle energies but um and so everybody can do it so this is not a this is not anything that is special it's not anything that is um uh unique to to certain individuals it um and as more and more people wake up then more and more people will find that they're going to be living in a world that actually is quite substantially different to the world that we have been living in which has always Uh been fundamentally driven by the material aspect of reality whereas what we're moving into is the non-material aspect really driving things from from um, now on sorry that gets rather heavy but i hope you followed that i did i did and and it to me um you know you you said house energy i would have called it a house deva but um yeah. Same thing. Same thing. The Divic energy, and yeah. So so that so that you know, I I when when I I have been called in for many times, um people have said, Well, we're haunted and I haven't found any haunting but I have found people who had upsetting situations and Yeah. So I think that that, that, that speaks to this as well. Um it, it, I find it amazing how 
how intricate your 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 way of going through a house and and determining you know where you can can um help the energy flow to a better degree if there if there is something like a ley line or um or water flowing under the house how do you mediate that how do you shift that is it through prayer is it through asking for the earth energy to change or does, how does how does that work yeah most of the things that we interact with are we simply i mean there are a couple of fundamental processes so we're, we're either uh, asking the management to clear things away or we're asking the management to rebalance things so that they are harmonious for the people living there uh-huh. in the case of underground water flows what we tend to do is to actually speak directly to the water um, and ask the water and again we can think of this as being the diva of the water or the elementals that are involved in the water that are doing the actual work but there is yeah. a certainly a personality to water and water is very um, usually very obliging that uh, it will actually literally move away from um, you know if it's causing a problem under somebody's house then it will actually uh, move um, to flow sort of you know 20 yards or whatever to the left or to the west or to Uh the you know so water is fantastic because it actually will move and seems to be receptive to again human intent because the, the, the healing and the energy rebalancing work, as I say, we're calling on the divine forces. So we are working with the angels, with the archangels. We're asking uh, really many of the any of what. So when I'm work, when I'm training new house healers, what we do is we I invite the house healer to bring their experience of life up to that point to the table. So that uh-huh. whatever their experience of their spirituality and their experience of the subtle realms through personalities in that sense, I, you know, I, I, it's not about excluding anything. It's about including everything in the mix. So individual house healers will use different sets of, um, what would we say? Uh, well, certainly different personalities, so spiritual personalities, but different um almost like different energetic templates if you want to be detached uh-huh. about it in terms of how they associate with the energies of the divine. So we, we refer, I mean, we're, we're calling on God fundamentally uh, to make the change, which can, some people will possibly find that upsetting in terms of depending on what their spiritual belief is. But um, because obviously some people believe that, and you're a minister, of course, aren't you, um, Barbara? So yeah. uh, I'd be interested to know what your thoughts are around this. But some people do get a little bit, um, uh, well, they find it like, well, how dare you, uh, you know, call on God to ask this to happen? <laughs> but it's not really well, I... us calling on them. We're inviting that love of God into the space that the, the family is occupying or the person is occupying. So yeah, it's, no, I... there's no... Um, yeah, there's no demanding or you know uh, calling upon. It's a very um, it's a very loving process actually, although it can be quite uh, quite. Um, well, I'm, quite I'm a non-denominational minister. Yeah, I'm a non-denominational right. minister. So, um, no, no, I I think you know requesting is is something we can always do, and I know when I I, I move I was I've always lived on on the East Coast and. Three years ago, I moved to Nashville to be near my son, but water has always been important to me to be by to be by water, preferably right. salt water, but water. And when I bought the the condo that I'm in now, um, there was no water around it, and water has always been important to me. And when I took a little walk around, I realized that there was a um, a stream bed behind the condo that was very dry. And oh. ever since I've moved in here, it's had it's been full of water. And everybody's <laughs> been go. saying, <laughs> everybody's been saying, I don't understand it. There hasn't been water there for years, and now it's constantly got a flow of water to it. And I said, well, it must have picked up a spring or something. 
Um, yeah. And I, I, I mean, I, I don't know if I'm responsible or not, but they, they keep saying it's so strange. There's never been water there, and now it's, it's almost always, you know, really running pretty swiftly. And well, you I know, think. It, 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 sorry, go on. No, if I had anything to do with it, I'm grateful. Um, I just don't want it to flood, but, um, <laughs> but, but you know, it's I, been, I think... it's been, yeah. I'm not going to go fishing yeah, in it, I'm, but there is a stream there which has a flow yeah. of water, which I'm just thrilled with. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, and that's and that's the point because you could, I, you know, you can in, even just telling the story. And I do apologise for interrupting you, and it doesn't help with well, the time lag, of course. But I do. I'm sorry, I talked over you because uh, I get so excited. Um, but um, but that sort of uh, you know that that gratitude that you're showing when you talk about that um that's the point that's the loveliness of it that um you know to actually we, the, what's really interesting from my point of view about all of this work is actually the implications of what it means for everybody in as oh, much yeah. as in exactly that example that you just cited so your, you, you know, you have a, you have the energy of water in your, in your energy field, and it's part, it's important to you, and all of, and all of that. And so, you know, I would say that that was a classic case of, of, uh, you know, reality engineering. As your energy moved into that space, and your energy was settling into that house, and all of that stuff. Whether you, you know, this is the point: is that we don't have to consciously and deliberately necessarily call upon the energies of creation for things to change in in our experience of of reality okay. so you know so in that sense the water flowing and everybody being amazed by it except for you um is is, is exactly that it's an example of the fact that you have uh well your energy field has changed and there is that um aspect that has arisen that other people can now share of your energy field that's what you've brought to the party that's what you've changed in that picture of reality in that space that you're sharing with other people yeah it really is and, it's a very cool thing yeah um and and of course this is the way that uh this is the way the system works the system being the the you know the way that our our creative self as the soul self as the 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 god essence if you like that is within each of us Uh which is that amazing ability it's that amazing spiritual aspect of us that we all contain within the physical body that i mean if you want to call it a subtle energy field or a plasma energy field or whatever you want to call it but there is an aspect of us we call it the soul don't we once it's once we pass away once the physical body dies but that aspect of us is the thing that is linked to the divine all the time irrespective of whether we think we are or not it's not about a mental attitude it's about the fact that the system reality is set up to be constantly linked to the divine over the last goodness knows how many hundreds of years we've collectively basically shunned that link and said, no, no, there's no such thing as spiritual, you know, experiences. Well, you know, most people I'm talking about here. Yeah. Um, and now, as that changes, that's that's the root of of everything that will we will experience in the future is that reconnection to the spiritual self. So we can use it with focused intention, like we do as house healers, or we can just accept that day to day life is is built upon that innate connection to the divine. And and therefore, we then just link into things like, you know, the, the secret or into, you know, yes, where we understand that, you know, we create our own reality and all of these sayings and all the new agey stuff. But yeah. at the bottom, the bottom line of all of this is that the, 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 what's so important is to understand that we're still human beings. And as human beings, we still have, <clears throat> because we're part of this whole creative field of constant change anyway we're part of the constant flowing of possibility into probability into actuality but what we do as human beings is we tell stories which is what you touched on earlier on when we were talking 
Um, and when you talked about the river uh, becoming more apparent and where you live now, this is really, you were telling a little story there. We tell stories to try to find meaning. And that's what we are. We're processors. We try to find meaning in everything. We try to find meaning in the simplest of things. We try to find meaning in whether this person likes me or not, or does that person like me, or should I like that person, or why did that person do X, Y, Z, which illustrates that they don't like me. So these are all processes of trying to find meaning, and these are all, when we enlarge them and we talk about manifesting our own reality and creating our own reality being part of the story, we are both the story and the storyteller. So this is really uh-huh. important to remember and to understand because some people will say, well, that doesn't apply to me. That doesn't, that doesn't work. I can, you know, I can sit here. I've been trying to manifest a lovely, peaceful life for 10 years and it hasn't turned up. Well, actually, you've got to look at your own storyteller perspective because that's the thing that is underpinning everything that that person is going to experience. Now, when it comes to a family that is having trouble in a house, which is what you were talking about earlier on, that's exactly the same process that's going on there. You've got a family that they're each individually telling stories. They're each individually living the stories. They're each individually Uh trying to figure out what's going on, trying to relate to each other, trying to understand each other, trying to find peace in their turbulent worlds. And until they can actually understand how they are creating the mix in which they live, sometimes not just on an emotional basis, but, you know, literally physically, then their world is not really going to change. So this whole, all of this work is really about understanding the power of the individual human being and the, and the, the perspective of the individual human being as potentially simply a creative processing machine that is not machine sorry definitely not machine 100 percent not <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's the opposite of a machine it's actually a, a very sentient and um uh you know I- important device for shifting the detrimental energies into energies that are positive and harmonious which is really moving from fear to love that's fundamentally what it's all about Sorry, again, I'm, you'll see that I, I, I get so excited by all of this and I do go into very heavy answers. So do just, you know, take me back out of things into um, whatever level you want to uh, look at it all from. Well, I, I am fascinated with your process. I'm fascinated with what you do. And I, what, what I'm fascinated even more so with how did how did you communicate with the spirit that was in your house when you moved um, to uh, where you are? Yeah, that was um, that was a that was a house. We moved into that house in 1998, and um, it was about 18 months after we moved in there that we um, we ended up inviting uh, some ladies in to help us with things that were happening in the house. So that's how we discovered the ghost of this. Uh, well, she actually wasn't a ghost. She was a, a guardian energy. She was Devik, as you described earlier on. Um, she's what I would call a guardian energy personality. Um, and this was um, somebody that we learned was called Jane. And how did we talk to her? Um, very simply, um, through using dowsing. So uh-huh. I basically learned to pick up the rods and get responses yes and no with the rods because I wanted to speak to this disincarnate soul that was there. Now, that sounds a bit odd because um, it means that I, I had to trust the fact that these ladies that came in to help our house at the time, so we lived in a house that was... It was a lovely house, but it was it had a, a geopathic stress issues. Uh, there was part of it. There were a couple of energy lines that were crossing, and they were pretty disharmonious in part of the house. And that's where this guardian energy personality, this lady called Jane, that was deceased. That's really where she lived most of the time. And as a guardian energy personality, she was responsible for trying to rebalance the energy lines and keep it quote unquote safe for whichever family was living there which happened to be us. So uh-huh. 
um, when the uh, when the lady dowsers came in and and they used dowsing to try track down and and find out what the issue was that we were experiencing, which was pretty basic stuff that most troubled houses have, which is you know flashing lights and I was seeing strange shapes out of the corner of my eyes or dark figures moving around and um, there were other things that were happening as well at the time, but nothing nothing you know like sinister or kind of really weird weird it was just stuff happening um and we got these ladies in to try and help us out so they used dowsing so it was obvious that i wanted to speak to this um guardian energy personality um after the ladies had done their work you know um uh-huh. so because 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 basically what we what we were told was that um Okay, so there's a, a guardian energy personality here. I can't remember what she. I can't remember the exact words that uh, the the the, the bouncer that was helping us said. What did she say? She said, um, "So there's a there's a lady here, um, and she simply wants to be part of the family." So, uh-huh. uh, so and that was referring to the, as I say, this deceased soul. So. Uh, my wife and I were quite happy to have a disincarnate person living in yeah. our house. Um, it actually seemed, although it was very unusual, it actually seemed like the most natural thing in the world. It's like, oh, okay, fine, fair enough. That explains a lot. Um, right, and if she wants to stay here, well, she could stay. You know, we weren't going to kind of evict her or try to exercise her or anything like that. Thank God we never even thought about that. Um oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, um, I mean, can you imagine? I mean, that would have been awful. So um, I (laughs) wanted to speak to her and um, that's why I learned to douse. And I thought, actually, that dousing was purely speaking to deceased people like that. So, you know, you get that. What's that? Bruce Willis. And I speak to dead people. Well, that's what we were doing. Uh, You know, it was like any spirit medium does. So, yeah. Well, it, it's it's fascinating because I've I have been extraordinarily fortunate in that any time I've come in contact with a spirit that was actually in residence, they were usually really amazing, and mm. and um, I I you know it's sort of like well you can come live with me because you know I <laughs> I think it's really cool. Um, yeah. And. I've never, I've never, I've, I've been fortunate in that I have never encountered anything that was of a, an evil or, you know, or a malicious um, energy. I, I can remember after my mother died, I came back from from doing something with friends, and all of the furniture in my living room was moved to the center of the room, and I oh, really? took a look around. I took a look around, and I, you know, looked sort of into the ether and said, you know, this is very funny. Put it back. Yeah. And and I yeah. went to bed. And that night I heard ka-thump, ka-thump, really? ka-thump, oh, wow. ka-thump. And I went into the living room and the furniture was back. And my Fantastic. cats were in, were in the middle of the floor and there was a Kleenex floating in the middle of the air about, eh, I don't know, four feet high. It was playing with them, and they were oh, doing wow. the thumping with the cats jumping. And I watched oh, no, for about kidding. fifteen. And I watched for about fifteen minutes, and I said, "You're welcome to play with them anytime you like, but not when I'm trying to sleep. Come on." <laughs> yeah. And, and 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 the Kleenex just drifted to the floor, and the cats looked at me and like, "You broke it? Why?" Yeah. And, um, <laughs> But but from that moment on, every now and then, I would find torn Kleenex in places where it shouldn't be, and apparently they had been playing right. with the cats. So, but right. I I don't know. I've been very fortunate. I've had very very friendly, very supportive spirits. That yeah. that it was it was nice every now and then that that I could if I needed somebody to talk to, I I knew there was somebody there and I could talk. Not yeah. that I got answers, yeah. but you know I could talk. Well. But then, see, if you'd learned to douse, then you could have you could have got answers. Because what what happens when you when you open up the conversation with the dowsing is that obviously you know 
with neuroplasticity of the brain and all that sort of stuff, then you just get better at it and better at it. So that actually you're opening up the channels to to, to, to mediumship, to, to all of that sort of side of things. Yeah, but, it, I mean, it, let me never, ask you. I mean, you know, I bet, it never occurred to me yeah. for some reason. <laughs> but I bet, I bet that most of the people that you meet in, real, in, in three-dimensional life are also really nice people, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm blessed. So, I, you know, I, yeah. I am totally blessed. Yeah. Um, so, exactly. so, so, but, but, but I, I am a um, medium, and at that, at that particular point in time, I don't think I was using those. I, you know, if I no. had really, if I was where I am today, I could have sat down and had a conversation with them. But you yeah. know, that, that, yeah, that's certainly. Um, but I, I love spirits. I just, I think that they are always. They they have absolutely, they're not restricted. They just tell you the truth, and yes, um, they do. <laughs> and, <laughs> yes. and, and sometimes it's not what people want to hear, but they tell you the truth. No. But but yeah. I think that that what you're doing with with your your healing of the energetics and working with the devic energies of the homes and and the people. So it really it it. Well, you may be healing, you know, house healing or or clearing or whatever you want to call it. Um, you have to be. Are you? You're working with the individuals who live there as well to help them clear yeah. whatever it is that they are helping to manifest whatever's going on. Yes, a lot of the time, uh, actually, what 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 we end up doing is actually working. Uh, well, fundamentally, because. Quite often, you know, when we, I mean, let's, sorry, I'm trying to to start on about three different sentences at the same time. Okay, let me back up a little bit. Okay. One of the things that I I do have to say is that when we go into work with somebody's house, we're not necessarily what I would call 100% successful 100% of the time. You know, this is not a... Um, a prescribed process that is guaranteed to change somebody's life. It doesn't work like that. What we normally, I mean, I, I reckon on about an 80% success rate. In other words, we get 80% or I get 80% of the people that I'm working with, with the management into a, a better place where they're happy that that's, that's changed. Now, what that means is there's about 20% of people that it's like, meh, you know, has has anything changed? Well, you know, sometimes people don't bother keeping in contact or letting me know whether anything has changed. So I uh-huh. can't really help them. But if we look at the people that we are successful in helping uh, shift and move on, they're, they're ch- make things change is what I mean. Then a lot of the time, because it is so unusual uh, for these people, then they want to know more about the process. What have you done? How did you do that, Tim? What is that? What is going on? And so, therefore, we do spend some time in what we might call teaching, so a bit of mentoring to enable people uh-huh. to actually fully grasp this whole concept that we were talking about earlier on about the whole power of the co-creative process. So, in that sense, yeah, we do try to help the individual person understand because the whole point of this work is not that they can keep calling us up and saying, can you do this, it's come back again. Um, we don't want that. What we want is for if anything comes back again, if it reverts to something that they, you know, oh, you know, we've got that trouble again, we've got, you know, a, a nasty smell appearing in the living room again like we did and, you know, it went away for three months but now it's back. What we want is for them to understand what, how to do it themselves. They want to be stepping into their power and quite frankly, the more that they can step into their power and understand their own position in the picture that's being presented, then that will eradicate it, eradicate the issue. Uh-huh. And it's not about, you know, there are there are house healers. I mean, it's funny that there are, there are schools of thought about you know how to how to clear a house well you know there are all sorts of ways to clear a house it's just that we happen to work with focused intent and it has implications as i said before on the wider environment in which we live but you know one of the classic ways of clearing a house is you call in a dowser and the dowser comes along and does the work on site and they'll plot where the energy flows are and all of this stuff and then they'll come out with a set of rods and they'll i mean metal 
rods and they'll bang those metal rods into the ground to change the flow of the energy. And that's fine. If, if you want to work like that, that's great. But, you know, I've never worked like that and it doesn't really, you know, uh, doesn't really matter whether you want to work like that or not because the process of banging rods into the ground is simply another way of adding physical kinetic energy into the process of intentional activity so in other words what i'm saying uh-huh. is the, the intention of the dowser uh, and the person with the rods they're going to bang into the ground to change the direction of the energy line the intention is to change the direction of the energy line and so they turn up on site and do it by hammering which is a you know physically exhausting exercise but they're and therefore they're exerting energy as they focus on trying to change the direction of the energy flow so therefore that's what they're doing is they're using the kinetic energy of being on site to shift that energy flow but what we're saying is that as human beings we can do exactly that by asking the management to do it with half the effort and do you know what i mean in that sense so yeah what they're doing is is what they're doing is artificially trying to do something that they could do energetically if they put their mind to it exactly 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 yeah exactly so coming back to your point about the fact that you've you've often you know you most of the people that you know in physical life are lovely people and yeah all of the spirits that you've met um are lovely spirits so it, when we when we talk about people that are suffering from um not lovely spirits in their in their houses quite often those spirits are actually simply wanting help which sounds uh-huh. corny, but it's true. So quite often they just simply want to be getting somebody's attention so that they can be helped to move on, to go to the, you know, where they need to go to finish their journey. But also the fact is that we live in a sea of consciousness. You know, there is no question of that. That's scientific fact anyway. So we live in a sea of consciousness. And what that means is that, you know, there, is, there are people in potential absolutely everywhere so you can more or less guarantee that every house that we look at is going to have some form of spirit that will want to be somewhere else because simply from the from the very fact that everything is fundamentally at that quantum level infinite possibility so consciousness Uh will form into human personality shape because that's what we are it reflects us we are um you know kind of search not searching for but we by default kind of pick up information in ways that we are used to processing so therefore it's it's we're used to talking to people so therefore we're going to get consciousness coming out as human form so what i'm saying is that actually when the more you do this sort of work and the more you get involved in helping other people then the more you realize that actually you know um that whole spiritual premise of being a spiritual being within the human body having the human experience is absolutely fundamentally true and whether you want to um whether you uh, find um souls and spirits that are aggressive or unpleasant or you know um or whether you find uh, souls and spirits that are very loving and affectionate and caring um fundamentally depends on your life script as an individual as an individual co-creative person so as the person that is interacting with the energy because if i find people that are annoying and and i feel out of place everywhere i go in my real 3d world then as I access the subtle realms, basically I'm going to find similar sort of reflections and echoes. That I'm going to find pe- people, quote unquote, that are, you know, annoying and frustrating and and all the rest of it. So, you know, we we have to take responsibility for our own co-creative power. And, uh, and when we when we extrapolate that to look at the wider environment, you know, it's we do have to be very conscious of the choices that we make in in respect of um how do we uh feel about um things like uh you know do we feel as though we live in a in a in a um a life that is lacking 
Um, do we feel that we're missing out on things? I mean, at the moment over here in the UK, there's this amazing saying that's uh, bandied around by all the mainstream media and some of the less than mainstream media. Um, it's cost of living crisis. Now, <laughs> I know that, you know, I know that things have gone up in price, blah, blah, blah. But the more we are programmed to believe that we're living, A, um, in, uh, a, you know, a hyperinflation environment, and B, that there is a crisis, then the more collectively that is what's going to be unfolding, which is just such a, you know, group mind. I won't use the rude word. It's just a, it's a, it's propaganda and manipulation by those that are in charge, quote unquote. So, well, it's really, you know. it's really an amazing challenge, though, to our creativity as to how we we keep having a rich, full life in spite of the fact that everything costs a lot. Of, it just means that we go for things yeah. that don't cost money. That's all. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It doesn't actually fundamentally affect the joy of life. No. You know, the cost of things is 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 you know it is what it is. You get you cope one learns so yeah. well certainly when you get a certain age we we cope <laughs> so, <laughs> but you know yeah. and that's really part of the point isn't it you know in all of the spiritual path it's that understanding that we can ride the wave no almost no well we we can ride the wave no matter what that's the that's uh-huh. the goal isn't it really oh absolutely and we you are, know frankly Frankly, you know, it is. It, I, I found the pandemic a wonderful experience. I, not people dying, that was horrible. No. But, yeah. but the reality that we had to sort of sequester ourselves gave us time to really work on ourselves, to work on creative projects, to yeah. do all sorts of fabulous things. So that we got a time yeah. out, which is something adults rarely get. And, um, you know, those that took advantage of it and used it, you know, have come out of this whole process far richer, maybe not in money, but far richer than they were when they went in. Yeah, it's it's, it's an absolutely amazing time to be here as a human being. I think, I mean, I'm sure that many of your guests have cited that as, you know, being the case. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah, the, pan- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the pandemic. Has, um, yeah, well, it was great. I mean, you know. I, it was lovely. I loved it. It was uh, <laughs> well, you know, it's, for it's, the same reasons. Like, same reasons as you. You know, you, 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 it, it gave me time to practice earthing, and you know, walking barefoot on the grass and really enjoying it, and understanding that you know you synchronize your heartbeat to the Earth Mother, and you know, stress goes away. I mean, it. Yes, it was a stressful time on some levels, but on other levels, you had such an opportunity to enjoy just nature and what's out there. And, yeah, absolutely. You know, I, if you know, if they didn't take advantage of it, it's sad because, frankly, I had a cool time. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll 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 have to talk some more about that on that particular topic when you come onto my channel later in the week. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. But, but you know, back to dowsing, because I think everybody should bend some coat hangers. Everybody should, you know, get, you know, you don't have to go out and cut off a tree because, you know, I, I know that's no. the best way to do it. But I oh, don't no, like taking no, no. branches off trees. No. But but no. the, the, copper, the copper dowsing rods are very inexpensive, and they they – they're magical. I I was teaching dowsing to a to, to a group of people, and they were in the house, and they were walking, and they kept they kept crossing when they came between um, the threshold between the living room and the dining room, and they kept saying, yeah. you know, what does that mean? What does that mean? And I said, well, probably that there's water there, but you're inside the house, so I don't I'm not really sure, and well, many weeks hmm, later, I had trouble with I had trouble with um, my, I had a well, and they, I got somebody out there, and he said, well, where is your well? And I said, I don't really know. I told, showed him where I thought it was, and it wasn't. And I finally had to get a hold of um, a previous owner. And it turns out that the well, that an addition of the house had been built over the well, and the well was directly mm. under the threshold between the living room oh, and the okay. dining room. Oh, right. Excellent. 
Excellent. So, so I told I told you all need, the people, you know, <laughs> you, you weren't weird. It was right. It just I didn't know yeah. the well was there. Yeah. Well, quite often what happens when people pick up, you know, they do. I mean, my YouTube channel it shows people, you know, it's about trying to get people to douse for themselves. And, you know, I'm not really interested in people saying, oh, dousing doesn't work. What are you bothered doing this for? Blah, 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 blah. It's like, try it, you know, bend a couple of bits of coat hanger, um, make a couple of L rods and have a go. But quite often what people do, they when they start and... Um, I suspect that you weren't doing this. You were teaching them properly and ask, you know, ask a que- ask a question and get an answer. So, yeah. quite often, what happens? People will just stand up and have these bits of bent metal in their hands and walk around the house. And what will happen is that quite often they will actually cross in doorways, um, which is an interesting kind of thing. But that, but in that in that um, circumstance, often there is no question being asked. So actually the rods are just responding. And what we find is that rods will respond. The the management is basically starting to interact through the rods, even if there isn't a question being asked. And quite often when you get to these, as you described it, you described it as threshold and you were referring to that threshold of the doorway, but actually any kind of symbolic threshold, rods will respond because you know, in that shamanic way, thresholds are places of power. They are places of oh, transition, yeah. places of change. So doorways are kind of reflect that. So, which is, I've always found that really interesting. But really, dowsing is a two-stage process. This is what I always say to people. Dowsing, you have to ask a question. And that question really, to start with, when you're learning, should have a yes or no answer. And what will happen uh-huh. is that your rods will respond and give you that, either a yes or it will give you a no. Um, and that's the that's the the, the disciplined pure dowsers uh, method, um, and oh, that's yeah. it. Well, you know, some some dowsers, you know, like engineers. Uh, you know, a lot of engineers use dowsing for um, estimating widths and gauges of various bits of materials, but they don't ever take it beyond that. So what you and I well, have been talking about is spiritual dowsing, which is a slightly oh, yeah. different kettle of bananas. Well, I, t- I took the same group of people, and I hid 20 silver dollars in my yard. And I told them, right. you know, do not go into the flower beds, but you can re- if you can reach into the flower bed, that's fine, but don't tramp my flower beds. And yeah. I, I said, there are 20 silver dollars in the yard, and it was a very big yard. It took these three people 10 minutes to find all 20 silver dollars. I said, focus on a silver dollar in your head. And let the dowsing yeah. ones do the work. That's it. They, they were amazed. Yeah. They were amazed. Yeah. I was too, actually. That's I great. was pretty sure that I was going to lose a couple <laughs> silver dollars, but I didn't. But dowsing is, yeah. is an amazing. It, it's an amazing tool to use with yes and no answers for sure. It's very much like pendulums, but it's better, I think. That's it. Yeah. And and yeah. you know it can give you all sorts of amazing answers to questions you never thought to ask yourself but now that you have the opportunity you can you know just see where you are spiritually speaking it's really a very yes, an amazing exactly. tool yeah it is and, and i think that it is sorry i was just going to say that i think it's 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 you know a it's the safest way of accessing um the subtle realms you know if for anybody uh-huh. that's slightly might be slightly perturbed by, oh, what am I going to find? Um, you know, it, it is the safest way of doing it. Um, also, most teachers will teach some kind of basic protection, psychic protection exercise, which really is about focusing the energy so that you're aiming high rather than just oh, yeah. ambling about. Um, <laughs> and, um, yes, and, um, you know, um, it, it is an amazing way of opening a door on your prospective spiritual path. Uh, I mean, Uh I I had a mentor, um, a guy called Hamish Miller, who was uh, an amazing man. And he was so uh, he was a brilliant dowser. He he um, he actually was the the guy that doused the Michael and Mary lines over here in the UK, the the lines Uh that run from uh, Cornwall across to Suffolk and follow the uh, Michael alignment, uh, the lay alignment across uh, many, many sacred sites across the south of England. Um, and Hamish was passionate about getting as many people as possible uh, to link into dowsing and find out about dowsing and allow it 
to do what it can do for each individual, which is to really open them up or, or to set them off on that path. I mean, I think that's, you know, it certainly did for me. It, it's taken me into a uh, an amazing space. Um, you know, I'm very, I'm really, um, daily, I'm grateful for it. Um, it's amazing. Well, it is a spiritual tool. And I don't think yeah. people realize, you know, how great a tool it actually is because sometimes, People won't accept a feeling or a knowingness inside of themselves, but if they have a physical proof of something, they'll accept it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, even if I know this is right for me, I know this is, I know this information, and and yet if you take dowsing rods and say, is this a good place or a bad place, and you'll get the answer with the dowsing rods in a heartbeat. And yeah. So so they will take the dowsing answer as opposed to their knowingness until they get it until they trust their knowingness and, and then it makes it very easy. But yes, um, exactly. But like I said, you know, it's a tool that I think uh realtors should be using and they're not. Um it would it would make selling houses and buying houses a lot easier if people trusted themselves enough to Take dowsing rods and going in, and you know, is this a good environment for me? If it if it's not right now, can it be fixed? And yeah, yeah, you know, is it yeah. so that so that it's it's um, watch. We'll start a whole movement here, and it'll be a dowsing realtor, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, I I do have I have some clients that are property developers. Actually, I do have uh, there's a lovely couple. Um, they work down in a. a in Brighton, uh, no Hastings, sorry, uh, which is a uh, you know town on the south coast of England, um, they uh-huh. they do a lot of uh, development work, uh, which is incredibly focused on improving the local environment, and they use environmentally friendly materials and all of this sort of stuff. And most importantly, they are uh, lovely people, which um, makes a big difference in itself. But but I I um, I been involved with them for a few years about you know clearing their properties and uh, also helping the actual process of um, uh, building by clearing as well you know it's it uh-huh. helps hugely if you've got this place on side or if you've got the spirit of the land on side and they know what's going on and you know you've got the elementals the nature spirits on side it's it makes a huge difference to how a project project progresses Oh, absolutely. I know that working with the elementals has been something that I've done forever. And in in the last house I had, I wanted to do gardens only to discover that I was built on a gravel pit. And so I sat in the middle of, I sat in the middle of my yard and said, all right, so we're going to have to build (laughs) land here. And we're going to, and I, I, I put the beds in and, and I said, so you guys, the elementals, I said, I need your help. And within a year, my gardens looked as though they'd been there for 20 years. Fabulous. And and, and it just, you know, and and I, you know, every morning I'd walk around, I'd I'd do the rounds of the gardens a couple of times a day, and, and I would talk out loud and say, someone's falling down, this one is not, you're not working on this one hard enough. And given a day or so, things perked back up so um i i am absolutely 100 yeah. percent. you know the <laughs> elementals are absolutely you know i, I yeah. said to somebody somebody once you know y- y- your water elementals are really have giving you trouble aren't they and they said the hot water heater just exploded and i said yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> wonder how that happened <laughs> but but you know, if if people accept the fact that there are these energies out there that you can work with, it yeah. makes life so much easier. And, exactly. And, um, and it's sort of like, you know, and you do it with a sense of humor. I mean, if you can't have a sense of humor, because they do, for sure. Oh, and, yes. Um, oh. Oh, I, yeah. I had a, I had a, uh, somebody gave me a fairy house and you were supposed to hang it facing your garden. And, and I did. And um, I had a friend come and visit, and she was trying to take a picture out the window um, of a raccoon that was out there. And she said, every time I get close to, you know, where where I want it, there's a blob of light in the middle of the camera. And she said, I, I cleaned the lens. I don't know what it is. And I said, 
Well, I think the fairy who lives in the fairy house that hangs over that window probably wants her picture taken. And she looked at me, she said, you can't be serious. And I said, I'm dead serious. Take a picture of the fairy. And so she looked at the mm-hmm. fairy house said, I hope you're smiling up there. She took the picture, and then she was able to take the picture of the raccoon. Yeah, perfect. It w- exactly. It, it works. It works. Uh, that yeah, said, oh, I just realized we're, 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 our hour is up. Damn. See, uh, you should have <laughs> yeah. done two hours. Um, <laughs> just a question. How long is your show on Thursday, by the way? Um, it would be, we, we, well, it's not, a, it's not live. So um, what I would suggest is that we do another hour. Uh, you and I talk for okay. an hour. Um, and uh, I do edit it a little bit, but mostly the edit afterwards is actually not so much about editing what you're saying. It's more about editing the picture so that we get a bit of flow in the uh, Zoom uh, conversation that way. So, but yeah, I mean, I, I guess that we'll probably talk for maybe 45 minutes, but I, you can, you can, you love talking. So we, we might well cover a whole <laughs> bunch of stuff. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> I want to thank Funny you that, so that. much. Your, your material is wonderful. I wish we had two hours because I definitely think we could really get into a lot of this stuff a lot deeper, but another time. Yeah, another time, another time, Barbara. Yeah, no, that's great. Wow. It's been lovely to meet you, and uh, obviously to uh, my thanks to Mark as well uh, on the controls. Absolutely, and and I do thank you again, and um, I will be talking to you on Thursday. Um, also, um, Mark has shows next week. I do too. So check out the website. Make sure you people are looking at the schedule. I do try to keep that up, of if nothing else. <laughs> So have a wonderful day, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, do check this guy out because he's spectacular. (laughs) Goodbye now. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details.